Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. I am Justin. I'm one of your hosts of the show here. Joining me today, as always, are my very special co-hosts. This is Josh, $358.60. Well spent. That's how many bags of uh, pretzel dots Josh has bought in the last oh. week. No, that's that's how much <laughs> it's cost me to stand next to Ian McGregor for 15 seconds. To be nice. that's probably breathing the same air. overestimate. Yeah. You yep. should bring you're a paper bag up. with you just so you can like breathe in and out when you you get overexcited around. No, him you're going to ask him to breathe in it. and out so you can keep the Ian McGregor error after you leave forever. Mm. There you go. I saw people selling uh, bags, Ziploc bags of air from like Kobe's last game and stuff like that on eBay. Because he, Back when that he exhaled. Some of it was his carbon dioxide from when he was huffing and puffing in the fourth quarter. Something. Maybe. Uh, this is Kyle, and mm. I've already said so many stupid things that I don't have another stupid thing <laughs> to say now. <laughs> Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are tuning in for the first time, glad to have you What's here. Up? Thanks for tuning in. Um, we are in, currently in the, the like the middle, smack dab in the middle of our Rebels recap. We're also talking a little bit about Celebration, but we're glad to have you tune in now. Um, you can catch any one of our previous episodes anywhere you can find. You're on the internet. Um, yeah, we're on the webs everywhere at Outer and Beacon. You can find any of our episodes there. You can also catch our previous live streams on YouTube. So please channel. go check those out because there are some hilarious antics Smash that, that ensue button. on those shows. And hopefully we're going to be getting back into those here when uh, the Kenobi series rolls out. I'm excited. Be, I miss that I miss first the Friday one's going to be streams. tricky to live stream. I'm going to be honest about that. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> be preoccupied. All four of us at Celebration yeah. crammed into one computer camera might be a little Hello. awkward for, uh, for things. But yes, um, after that it. week, after that week, we will get back into the live streams to uh, go over Kenobi. But speaking of uh, Celebration... Coming in hot right out of the Ooh, gate. people. Four weeks. We are one month away. Oh, my Can goodness. Can you believe it? It's like being one I, call away. I, so close. Yeah. I got the email today days. from um, Southwest Airlines that said, hey, your Anaheim flight is coming up very soon. And I was like, ah, it's coming. Yes. I'm so excited. Childlike school. <sighs> I know. Like the little arms up like this, just ah, so excited. But yeah, it's um, it's coming up quick. Um, after we get through, we've got rebels up uh, outfits. Uh, I know. I don't even. I, I'm debating on buying apparel. I haven't like, even officially decided what luggage I'm bringing. There's, I mean, so much to do, so little time. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're going to be getting some tips and tricks out to everybody out there. We're going to have a, an episode or two fully dedicated for Star Wars Celebration preparation. Hey, that rhymed. Pre mm -hmm. Celebration preparation. Nice. Um, but, we, you know, from, yeah, from Kyle and I, we've, this is now, what, one, two, three for Kyle. Mm -hmm. I think this, this is numero two, two Josh, right, for yours. Yeah. Yep. So it's, um, 
we we've got some experience amongst us, so it's nice to share that knowledge with with everybody out there. If if you're going to be going for the first time, if you have been before and you go, hey, you know, what is what do other people do that maybe is different than what I do? Um, tune in and check it out anyway, because maybe we've got some tips and tricks that yeah, you, you always didn't want to know about that your, may be helpful. Uh, your weekend, it's a pricey trip, yeah. so make the most of it. It is. It is. The internet uh, would lead me to believe that it is a lot of people's first. I've been gathering that yeah. too in the Facebook first group. First con. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I will say my first celebration in what year was that? 2015? 2015. Was mm-hmm. my first convention too. So I was about to be like, wow, that's wild. Why you went to such a huge convention for your first one. But uh, I did too. So I did it's the a same. way to go. Yeah. And I've been to a bunch of other ones since then too. So it's, uh, you know, addicting, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a, a good time. It's nice to get together with people that share the same love of of a, a passion or an interest or a hobby or whatever you want to call it that you do. So it's just something cool, um, no matter where you look. Everywhere you turn your head, there's yeah. something cool for sale or a piece of art or display or a cosplay or a T-shirt or just you never know mm-hmm. what you're going to see and you'll never be able to see everything. It's just so fun. It's the best time. It is, and and we're there the whole the whole weekend. We've got, got the, the four day passes going for all the days. For those that may be going for maybe just one day, um, it, you're, you're I, just right off the bat, you are not going to be able to get everything in that you want to get in. I I can promise you that in one day. So you need to have a good plan to try to maximize your experience so you have the most fun while you're there. But at the same time. Don't overpressure yourself. Enjoy just being there with your fellow Star yeah. Wars fans. See the sights. If you can do panels or, or certain events or you win a lottery, then then kudos and enjoy it. Some of the but most fun take things it all are uh, the things that sneak up on you that you didn't even expect. Um, you know, we I can say that we met some really cool people in line and had a great time hanging out there. And that's definitely was never on our schedule of things to do for the day. You know, you never know who you're yeah. bump into or what exhibit you didn't even know was going to be there. Um, yeah, just be yeah. flexible. We're going to, I feel like we're going to, um, we had such good luck last time that on that day one, we're going to be a, uh, in line next to some real ding-dongs, I think. We're going to have a, <laughs> a, a smelly, uh, just uh, Star Wars <laughs> hates everything that came out after 1983 Star Wars fan next to us for four hours. Yep. <laughs> Big smelly guy with a shirt that says fire yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sequels didn't happen. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Not my, uh, not my Luke. Don't be, don't, don't be those people. If you're in line next be, to us, be there, you know? <laughs> be there and enjoy Star Wars and everything. Like, again, it doesn't mean that you have to love everything that's ever put out there, but yeah. don't poo poo somebody else's love of something as well. Enjoy it, you know, uh, just be in the moment. We take say it that all. a lot, I, and I talk honest, a lot of smack about those Ewok movies. <laughs> yeah, he <but>. does. <laughs> um, don't be, don't be Kyle. Yeah, um, do but I, no, I mean, I do. Half the fun, though, to me is walking around on the main floor oh, yeah. and just all the the sights and the costumes mm-hmm. and the cool, I don't even want to call it cosplay because some of it's just fun. Like you'll see yeah. a guy with like a person with a cool Things shirt on that you're like, of. oh, where did you get that shirt? Or where did you get that hat? And like, oh, I bought this 
10 years ago on and you're like oh dang it i can't get it anymore it's 10 years old but like that kind of stuff or like you know different groups doing different you'll things or demos that, at booths um yeah you'll meet vendors the running that you of the will road hoods will sneak up on you mm-hmm. there'll be a parade of wookies um, at some point yes yes uh, what was the the one vendor that like takes and buys the old stuff he restores them. from yeah and restores them? I that's the one of the coolest things. Like I didn't even know that was like a f- you could do that yeah. and like just Things I mean I I know you can do that, but like a lot of cleaning, a lot of resewing and stuffing and doing all these things to bring them back to life. I was like, that's great that there's somebody out there that has that passion to do that and make that a hobby. So or profession so um those kind of things are fun to take in even if you're there for one day so make sure you do those things enjoy it and just relax and have a, have a good time with your star wars family extended star wars family so but also at the same we time we get a bit of news and know exactly what you want to do all day yeah yeah don't screw it up you blew it <laughs> um we did get uh, a few small announcements on guests coming up uh, for Celebration. We had Kelly Marie Tran announced, Billy Lord, and some guy, Ewan McGregor. I don't... Whoever he is he in Scottish? Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. He's coming or something. I guess if you want to pay for an autograph, you can. Well, actually, you can't anymore because yeah, he's super popular no and it's an all option. sold out now. I wonder so. if they'll open up some more slots. Uh, that happened with the other people where they were sold out and yeah. not sold out again. Do you think they'll uh, open some more for old Ewan? I bet they will. I, unless he's unless he's there very briefly. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he's there two days, so it's not like he's... Yeah. You know, He'll I, probably yeah, appear in at least every, one or maybe two panels, but mm-hmm. yeah, should still have a lot of free time. I, Everything I've seen about him is that he's like real good with fans. Like I, you don't hear anything about him being mean to people. And watching him do that uh, motorcycle uh, show, he goes to like these uh, international like uh, tourist destinations and just gets swarmed mm-hmm. by people. And you could tell he's like, ugh. But he's like taking <laughs> pictures with everybody and like you know trying to. Be a nice guy. Yeah. As best he can. Yeah. yeah. You appreciate that. I saw somebody, somebody had said something that was quite kind of interesting on, um, I think it was a celebration page that somebody was said something interesting said, on well, Facebook. I know. Is this noteworthy? Um, well, when, when Mark Hamill was, was at celebration, when they rolled out, um, I think it was, uh, was it last Jedi? And they said he, you know, did the panel he was late getting to the autograph session afterwards for like an hour. Um, and then once they tried to like feed through, it took forever and he only signed for maybe an hour or so, and then had to go and do more press interview release stuff for the movie. And then I think it was even on the second day they said he signed for like an hour and then he took off and had to leave. Now take that with a grain of salt because that was also, I believe a different autograph company, at that time. So I'm going to guess it's a little bit different, but to the point, Kenobi drops the same weekend. So I imagine he is going to be a very, very busy person that weekend. I have heard that the mismanagement of the autographs is the reason that he didn't go to Chicago. I heard that was the I reason mean, that Anthony if he Daniels comes to this had one, his own like, section mm-hmm. in Chicago too. So hopefully that's all corrected. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. 
um, because I would like a Mark Hamill. I don't know if I'd do the photo or the autograph. You could do a $700 combo. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I'm excited Um, for Josh. That was like, Ewan McGregor was his number one top of his list, and he got uh, the autograph scheduled, so that's good. We got one. One, like, major thing we wanted to accomplish at Celebration already checked off. Yeah. Yeah, and it... It did stress me out because the website was not working very well, and uh, and then it said it was sold out, and then it said it wasn't sold out, and then the times went away, but I was able to secure one after a lot of trying. So did it so, let you book a specific okay. time already, or you just booked a day? No, I... I think the times were in there on accident mm-hmm. because they were in there very briefly and then they went away. And so I'm w- wondering if like they weren't supposed to publish the times yet or if the, like, I don't know what kind of error Could it have was. Just been like was, I think it was glitchy because it was error. overloaded. Who knows? Um, Maybe they'll send an email out to the people who have purchased uh, a day and say, hey, your time sign up block is open. Go pick your time. Or something like that. I don't know. Like, and then that takes like the time off. So you, if that you get an email like that, make sure you you do it quickly. But maybe that's yeah, why I'm they're curious doing how they're it. gonna handle that because I I paid for Anthony Daniels already too, and it was the same thing. You just book a day, so pick a day. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll yeah. see when we get closer. If they book know. Rosario and Mark, though, I'm going to be bankrupt. Yeah, I'm you're going to take like, out a small loan. <laughs> I was going to pan- say panhandling for food. I, I was. What are you going to do if it, if uh, Rosario Dawson, Josh, shows or, uh, up, Justin? Hamil- we can't say on air what he's going to do to pay for that. Um, but <laughs> if you see Josh standing on a corner in downtown Anaheim, don't say anything. Yeah, I mean, I thought of another one because since they're really kind of you know, talking about attack of the clones. Um, and, and I, I know she is hella busy right now with everything going on with Thor love and oh, thunder. God. But what if Natalie Portman dropped oh, as being there for gonna, attack of the clones? Happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but, uh, that would be another one that's cause you know, Kyle, we had that conversation the other day. We were like, well, who's bigger than, I mean, because they announced you in pretty early, like with thirty, you know, thirty days out. Who's yeah? Who's bigger? What's the what's going to top Ewan McGregor? I mean, I think Mark Hamill is probably a decent bet, and in, I I mean, he's not as hot right now, but in the Star Wars world, he is you know top tier. But other than that, always a fan favorite. Who who else could they announce that's going to be up there? Rosario, I think, is. Mm-hmm. A strong yeah. possibility. Who's also, you know, pretty Pedro. top tier. But um, if if Dave if Dave was going to do autographs, oh, gosh. And photo ops. All right. Oh, D- I'm in. Dave, we know you're a friend of the show. We know you're listening. Yeah. Just one of the days, <laughs> do some autographs and photo ops. That's what the fans want. It's what the people want. You know, mm-hmm. you could you can donate the proceeds to your favorite charity because you're good like that. It's a win win for everybody. Yeah. I already, I already said if that happens, my day is done. <laughs> Whatever yeah, it is, I'll, I'm just going straight it. there. There's yeah. nothing else happening. Um, somebody might have to bring me some water or something as I'm Take sitting turns. in line. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, big uh, big name announcement uh, dropped 
late last week with you and McGregor. Super, super cool. Josh, super excited for you to go do that. I think you're going to have a blast with it. Um, you know, uh, are you going to, what do you pick the pose? Do they pick the pose? What happens with that? How does that work? Um, I mean, well, so you have to really like think about it. You, you pick the pose, okay. and, but, but you have to be ready to go in there and be like, we're going to do this because usually there's not going to be yeah, any him and the photos are not. Yeah. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. if you say we're going to do this, you're relying on the celebrity to go, all right, let's go. And then they automatically hit the pose and they know it, what they're doing. Yeah. Have you thought about it? What do you want to do? Or I haven't TBD? thought about it yet. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, TBD on uh, next episode, maybe we'll find out what Josh is uh, going to do for a pose with um, you, you and McGregor. So um, the only other bit of news that I have that dropped uh, for celebration was there was a little post on infusions instagram related to star wars celebration they are normally the tattoo group that sponsors that area they bring in the talent from all over the all over the world that comes in and does the tattoos at the event um so i don't know if that was there wasn't really any specifics with it um other than hey you know we've done this before in the past be on the lookout we're going to be covering everything that's at celebration uh, regarding like the tattoo show um, or the tattoo contest, the parlor, um, some of the panels, some of the interviews, that kind of stuff. So other than that, there wasn't much on it. So be on the lookout for that to see if there's any news coming in the way of tattoo. Uh, updates. Actual artists um, announcements, I think are the main thing yeah. people want to know. Yeah. In, in overshadowed news, I also got a photo up with Kelly Marie Tran as well. Nice. Very nice. Also, do you very know how cool. you're gonna pose with her? Nice. No, I think you should just right say like, you know, that pose at the end of the Last Jedi, like right before, right when you hit Finn out of the way and he's like kind of knocked out, and then you kiss him. Can we just like do that one real quick for the picture? <laughs> That's worth a shot. Man, you're trying to get you're trying to get me kicked <laughs> out of. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> instant ban for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, Josh, since you can't uh, do your Ewan photo, well, what are you uh, going to do with Yeah, that? I'll just take it for you, and you can Photoshop yourself onto it afterwards. It'll be great. Yeah. Even even worse, Tab might be like, um, yeah, don't come back to the room. <laughs> I, I've never actually done a pose with a person. The only thing I've ever done is um, when we got a picture with LeVar Burton, Tab brought her favorite book that he talked about on the show. I brought... Uh, heir to the empire and we looked up what his favorite kids book was and brought that and we all held our books what was his do you remember nice. i do not no nope. so, 75 percent of a really solid anecdote there josh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i needed to know what i don't think i needed to know what his was for that story well uh, <laughs> it piqued so. my interest Nice, nice. Well, stay tuned. We are covering all the news and notes that basically come out related to celebration over the next couple of weeks. Um, and then again, we got, we got, I know we've got, uh, we could, well, hey, it's only two, well, it's Monday now, but by the time this drops, it's going to be later in the week. We might have more. Who knows? Because um, they did what, two announcements last week? We had Kelly, Miller, Kelly Marie and Billy Lord on one day, and then Ewan was a different day, right? Wasn't that? Tuesday and Indeed, Thursday? They were different days. That's true. I think it was Thursday, Friday, actually. Thursday, Friday? Okay, yeah. so we might get two or more this week. Fingers crossed. We'll see. I know. I know. I need more Need more news. 
Um, it, going back to apparel real quick, though, I want to ask this for question. Are you guys, so are you bringing like the same stuff that you wore like at the last celebration? You refreshing your fit? Are you doing anything custom? Are you doing? Uh, definitely not the same hats, stuff shirts, I wore clothes, no? at the last celebration. Okay. Uh, new shirts. But new, I am not shirts. sure what I am going to wear yet. I am going to hopefully wear an outer rim beacon shirt one day. So check Good one three to go. Okay. Um, I've thought I have the I bought the Pozu uh, Chicago Celebration exclusive tennis shoes, and yeah. I've never worn them. They are on display in my house. I thought about bringing those to wear, um, but I probably won't because then I will always look at them back on display and be like, "Ooh, those are worn and dirty." Um, but mm-hmm. you know what? I'm thinking about it. I might do it. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know. I've got a bunch of t-shirts, but I don't have anything that's like I'm super jazzed about. Josh, what about you? Uh, yeah, I have over 300 t-shirts. I will <laughs> be wearing something cool that's different than what I wore before. And actually, speaking of that, uh, Only Hope Supply has a new Rebels line that just dropped for pre-order yeah. today. Those are yeah, not going to be shipping in time for celebration, though. Just, but they do have some cool shirts. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that's the other thing too. Like, if you're looking at purchasing something from, you know, Etsy or a different shop, make sure if you're planning on it for celebration, make sure it's going to get to you in that time. It's getting close. Um, uh, smaller. It is. It is. Four weeks is pretty tight. So I do um, have a cool. You, you should probably um, get it in the next week or so. Uh, her universe. Darth Maul shirt that I will probably wear one day too. Speaking of Ashley has a, there's a her universe fashion show that's supposed it's sometime this week, I think. Uh, yeah. And she's on it, but she's revealing a whole like new line for star Wars. So I'm going to assume you're going to see a lot yeah. of that at celebration oh, yeah, sure. in and four weeks or for May 4th. In Chicago, she did, um, some celebration exclusive items too. So, yeah. Um, that's the other thing we haven't even talked about is May 4th is coming up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's probably going to be a crap ton of drops from Disney and Hasbro and all these other you vendors on May 4th it's merch. 10 days but, away and <laughs> we haven't really heard anything, <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard. Cause you're like, I don't want to spend any more money before celebration. But then you're like, Oh, but it's May 4th. Damn it. I at least like to be able to plan for what I'm going to spend my money on. Damn it, Jerry. Right. Right. Like it's, um, yeah, it's um, it's a tough choice. So we'll see. I, I can't remember when her show was. It was posted. She just put it up, I think, a day or two ago that that the show was going to be happening. So, um, but could be cool to check that out. Um, you know, she's she's always got a lot of cool stuff at her universe. So, um, but anyway, we got a lot coming your way. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Uh, well, in, to keep my gimmick alive, uh, the book that we had LeVar Burton hold <laughs> was <laughs> was Captain's Courageous by Rudyard Kipling. Bringing it Kipling, back around. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote the Jungle Book. Uh, Did he? LeVar's a B-side fan. I like it. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, we have got uh, a lot to discuss um this week concerning one of our favorite shows on this program which is uh, star wars rebels we are now on to season three we just crossed the midway point with a tragic ending in season two 
Uh, we don't know what happened to Ahsoka. The group is feeling defeated by Lord Vader. Um, they sort of, you know, won. we they sort of won that they, confrontation, yeah. but just in the they fact cleaned that out they some, uh, didn't lose, really. <laughs> yeah, they cleaned out some Inquisitors, but yet found kind of a new frenemy in Maul. Yeah, and they maybe? did get the like, they did escape with the Sith holocron, which was their the reason they, they went. They did lose Ahsoka, yep. but they also escaped Vader. <laughs> lose know. Ahsoka, gain a holocron. Well, look, uh, if you are a Jedi and you bump into <laughs> Darth Vader and live to tell the tale, uh, that's a yeah. win. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, Very pretty true. good. Very true. So we dive into season three, which, we, you know, we said season two was a, a beefy, thick episode, right? And there was a season. There was a lot of episodes. I think it was like 20 two or 23 episodes in season two. It was 22 episodes in season two. There are 22 episodes in Rebels season three. Robust. And it kicks off essentially with Steps into Shadows, which is a part one and part two. And again, we had several two-parters in season three, which was like that one. You had um, Ghosts of Geonosis, uh, part one and part two. You had... um, you know, Trials of the Darksaber and Mandalore, which was kind of a two-parter yeah, there as well. listed that way, but it's definitely the same right. story. And then uh, you had Zero Hour, uh, part one and part two, which was the season finale. So um, lots of two-parters again, and they really play out like movies. I mean, you could watch you know, Steps into Shadows, part one and part two, and it's like a mini movie. And then you get to the end of the the season and, and Zero, Zero Hour is a fantastic, um, suspenseful mini movie if you will so um but yeah lots of episodes and in this i would say like even more than what we did in season two we now start to dive even more into that jedi lore Mm -hmm. the the history of mandalore the lore yeah um we get into we get a lot deeper into the imperial woodwork where we were now introduced to thrawn and governor price and uh, even bigger bads, essentially, than Callus and Constantine and the normal imps that we've been dealing with to this point. We've got Tarkin more heavily involved uh, from the end of last season to this season. So it's now gotten way scarier and way uh, more dangerous for our rebel Yeah, fights. and I was going to say a similar thing. This season two, again, or season three, again, like season two, we're bringing in a bunch of really cool... Uh, new characters, uh, legacy characters, and uh, characters from the EU, like Thrawn. Um, we get mm-hmm. the Bendu, very cool new creature, character, mm-hmm. force power, force related being, um, Wedge Antilles. Uh, we get all those um, uh, new Mandalorians. Um, Maul is back again. We get Rex doing Clone Wars stuff, and that which leads us to um, uh, Saw Gerrera. All this uh, Mm -hmm. good stuff. Yep, he's brought back into the fold here from his. Oh, oh, yeah, twin sons. um, Whew! Yeah, that episode is. um, And AP five is. Did we? Don't we meet AP five this season? He's a fan fave. Oh yes, double double agent droid. Did we meet him in season last two? Last season. Okay. You met him last yep. season, but you get more of him this season. And you get more Hondo this season. Hondo. So, always take more Hondo. Yeah. 
Um, the Wakanthu job is um, a great Hondo centric episode where he, you know, partners with as Morgan to Hondo's in the two part opener to, too. Yeah, it, you try to get this um, this bumbling tag team of Hondo and as Morgan to ah, trying to get this treasure from an imp- unguarded Imperial ship, and they botched it right away, and they left one of their dudes. Uh, Melch yeah, on the ship. The little Ugnot. Um, <laughs> they left him there. Which, after um, we've met Quill, uh, makes a lot of the other Ugnots seem like not as bright. <laughs> Is he like the smartest Ugnot in the on Earth or he, in the universe? He's an educated. He was educated. You know, he's Maybe the one he that left the. He left. He's the. He's like the Ewok slicer. He's the one that left home to go to school. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. He went to the out of town university. All right, I'll buy it. He went to uh to uh Bespin U. <laughs> was his college of choice. Um but yeah, so I mean you get a lot of good good stuff in this. Um, you know, as far as the lore and the characters and, and more development with our own favorite characters, a lot of development with Kanan in this and um a lot of development with Kanan in this this series, in this season. Um, you get a lot of development with Ezra in this season as well. You get a ton Tons of, of development, I think, with Sabine. Yep, she was the other big one, I think. I think we got a lot of the Zeb last yeah. season with his backstory. Um, you know, and he's kind of an established character in this one where he's not, mm-hmm. you know, there's not as much backstory there, I think, with his character. Um, but I think you do see when um, they rescue Callus. Um, you get more Zeb next season when he starts to like tag team with Callus and and they get along better and and they're friends. There's now. actually some good um, so uh, Captain Rex stuff post Clone Wars dealing with the fallout from mm-hmm. that. Yep. So, um, so let's dive into this here. We've we've kind of been discussing like what maybe our our top three episodes are, what our least favorite episode is, and maybe like a favorite moment or two or some quotes. Um, Josh, I'm going to start with you uh, this time, and I'm going to start actually to for this episode with the least favorite least episode, I wasn't ready for that. the least. So we're going to start there and see Josh what you come up with. Okay, first of all, you know I don't prep very well for these. You can't you can't switch what we're doing and then oh, also I can have and me I will. go first. Uh, Kyle, which one's your favorite? My fa- Well, this is least favorite. Please follow the <laughs> directions. I'm not trying to tro- troll me. I'm not telling you then. I don't want you to just try to get me angry. But I will say choosing my least favorite for this season was actually pretty easy. It was an, really? it was an obvious decision for me. Which one was your least favorite? Well, it's Josh's turn. Am I allowed to go? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> Josh apparently needs time to think. So. He's, he's not yes. as quick on his feet yeah. as me. Uh, my least favorite was Iron Squadron. Uh, no mm-hmm. hate to mm-hmm. Commander. Is it Commander Sato? Uh, Commander yeah. Sato's nephew and his little friends, but that one just didn't do it for me that much. They were turds. It was annoying. Uh, we didn't really get that far. I, I mean, I'm ma- I'm making it more negative than it really is, just because I'm saying it's obviously my least favorite. It's not terrible or anything, but uh, it doesn't add much to any of the larger story. So I could just Kyle hates kids. It. Yeah, and it's got kids. Kyle hates them kids. kids. 
That's like um, my whole catchphrase. Yeah, Kyle hates kids, so uh, th- that's maybe we're part of that. No, I'm people just are going to believe that. Um, that's not really no, true. I, you I, didn't you would uh, I, no you? I think there was a kid. Was it at Celebration in Chicago that wanted to go to the Ahsoka thing or something like that, and he didn't have a a band? Maybe. Yeah, I found him I and got him somebody else's band, but yeah, we got him. One. Yeah. So, um, no, he I really likes the kids. That was. That was probably my least favorite as well. It just didn't didn't speak to me at all, and I was not one of my favorite yeah, ones. And all to the watch. other ones were just um, so good and had like these right. huge implications. And that one was just kind of its own yeah. little standalone filler. Yeah. So Warhead, so this Warhead is was not sound, my favorite either, but it was okay. <clears throat> this is going to sound like I'm just copying, but like I'm looking through the episodes and I'm like. Oh no, well, that's the one with the Calicori. Can't be that one. Oh, and that's that's a that's a Mando one, so it can't be that one. You know, uh, yeah, it's definitely not Twin Sons. Like my other know. one in the running would have been the Antilles Extraction, but um, that one had some cool space battles in ships, and it had Sabine undercover, and we get Wedge Antilles uh, out of the Empire, and there's one really good line in there. At the very, very end of the episode, Sabine is introduced because she liberates Wedge Antilles and one other guy. And I can't remember his name, but it's just some Mm -hmm. stupid name. And Sabine, like, gives this, like, proper official, like, this is uh, Captain Wedge Antilles and uh, Joby. Or whatever, like <laughs> big sell to the character that everybody kind of loves, and then like, yeah, and this friggin' other guy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I agree. I, I think that one was probably the Iron Squadron was probably the yeah. weakest of the bunch. And you're right, there was like something in just about every other episode in this season that you could look at and go. Well, it had this. You're right, Josh. It had this, or it had this, and well, I loved it because of this, or it had this. So. Um, that one in, in Warhead, Warhead was the other one that I thought was a little slow, but that was the one where Zeb brings the robot. That's like a fake yeah. sabotage bot or whatever back to the yeah, base. It was so, blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. That one's yeah. not awesome either. Um, the rest of them were all pretty, I mean, you, you know, you look at, um, the inside man, that's where they first start to find out about callus and that there's a mole and what they're doing. And, and that leads to a bunch of other things. Uh, visions and voices was a great episode uh that i mean that's where we find the dark saber oh yeah in a cave under a picture of satine um in the night sisters cavern well justin um, you're about to bury just, our three favorite episodes if you're gonna go through how no, great so, <laughs> sorry sorry so yeah i mean there's something in everything so yeah let's dive into that so let's go to our top three Favorite episodes, Kyle. I will. I'll start with you this time. Wise choice, my friend. Um, because <laughs> I'm ready to go for this. I'm gonna actually cheat, and my first. Uh, these are in no particular order. I have not prioritized my three, but my first of my top three favorites is gonna be the combo of the Trials of the Dark Saber and Legacy of Mandalore. So that's like Sabine learning how to wield the Dark Saber, and then the next episode where they go to Mandalore and like she confronts her family. It's two episode arc. Hey, we did mm-hmm. it with Twilight of the Apprentice. There is a precedent. I'm just rolling with it. Also, I couldn't choose between <laughs> this and my other two. I know. Um, I couldn't choose. 
Uh, and I'm blanking on the name of the guy uh, who is one of the Imperial commandos. He He's like the head of them, the one that Sabine fights out on the lake. Um, Gar, Gar Saxon. Saxon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, who we also saw in season seven of uh, Clone Wars. Uh, and who is a total turd. Like, he is just the worst. Man, he sucks. Well, because that's what essentially leads to Sabine staying with her family versus mm-hmm. going back with the Rebels, and you don't see her again until you get to um, to Zero Hour, in which Ezra basically has to leave the battle to go try to coax Sabine into coming back. And and her, her mom basically is like, no, we're at Civil War with Clan Saxon, Right now, this is a terrible time to like up and leave. Which, like, um, for a Mandalorian to say, "Yeah, we can't do that because we're at war right now," is like to live in Seattle and be like, "Oh no, we can't do that. It's rainy today." Like, we just what you're just never going to do anything because <laughs> it's always raining. It's right, right. Yeah, the way it is yeah. there. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what else you got? Uh, is that, Josh going to do one, or do you want another one from me? We can rotate. Josh, let's hear yours. What's your one of your favorites? I'm going to go with Hera's Heroes because I love the whole thing with Thrawn. Yeah, I think I and I think it's the first time we see that that piece of Thrawn from the novels where he like appreciates art and uses it mm-hmm. to study his enemies and know stuff about them. And that that just that whole um I, I, I can't think of the word. The whole interaction that they have around the Calicori with him and Hera is just chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Um, I love his music too, Thrawn's music. Anytime he, like, not just when he's on screen, but more like when that thought process is going in his head and he's like explaining it and you hear the like organ music behind him that just sounds very Phantom of the Opera, vampire-esque evilness that that is associated with Thrawn. I love hearing that. He's uh, like classy and educated too. I'll bet he actually has a really good taste in music too. Like probably. in universe, he probably has like he's hip <laughs> to all the cool cool music. Or he's totally snooty. Oh, he's Not like whatever Frasier the, uh... or something. He just listens to like uh <laughs> operas and and uh symphonies. Mm-hmm. Symphonies, yeah, not like uh, what's his, not like uh, uh, Leox in um, High Republic who is bumping the dance tune to jam the signal of the the Nile <laughs> just to throw him off. Like, oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, that's no, that's a good one. Good choice, good choice, Kyle. What about you? What's your number numero dos? Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with visions and voices. That's where. Uh, they find the dark saber. They go back to uh, oh, jeez, Mother Talzin's. Yeah, like her little Dathomir, yeah, her little uh, mm-hmm. altar thing on Dathomir, and uh, Kanan and Sabine are possessed by you know some spirits and magics, mm-hmm. whatever Christuses. from the Night Sisters, and yeah, it's good stuff. I'm into Darth Maul and. Dathomir and the Night Sisters and the Dark Saber and all that stuff and weird uh, magic things that can't really be explained. It was all very cool. I liked it. It was very much a because um, we learn here that there was like when they severed that connection, 
with the two holocrons. It was basically like the information got mixed up as to who knew what info. Yeah. I'm- so Ezra is tripping out and seeing Maul everywhere on, on uh, what is it? What's the planet? Apple, uh, not oh, Apple. Oh, were they at their um, base? Atolan, Atolan, Adalon, Adalon. Um, he's tripping out and seeing him everywhere, yeah, and then come to find connected. out when they go visit Bendu, he's like, "Oh, well, if you don't want to see him anymore, then don't turn around." They turn around, and Maul is actually there, and and him was like, "Wait, what are you doing here?" He's like, "Well, I kind of got some of Ezra's info, and Ezra got my info, so we need to go fix this." And that's where he agrees to go, you know, with with Maul to Dathomir. But of course and, Maul was being sneaky. Try to fix and it. And not all was oh, yes. it seems. No. So great episode though. You get the the Darksaber, you get that big the big painting of Satine on the wall above it. Um just kind of very interesting that Well and I, I remember when you when I first saw this episode, there that exact scene you're talking about they threw that stuff away. Like Satine, that portrait was just on the wall and they panned right past it. And the dark saber, like it got no play at first. They panned right past it. But like, if you knew you were like, Oh my God, that's the dark saber. Oh my God. That's team because mm-hmm. Maul was on the throne of Mandalore. And we knew that from the clone wars. And uh, it was just, it was a great episode and it, it was tons mm-hmm. of great little like nods to clone wars fans, Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which I think Maul says something to Sabine at one point. It when it's when he captures them as the crew, um, and Kanan and Ezra basically have to go get the the Sith holocron from Bendu, and he says something to Sabine uh, like, "Well, I would assume that of all people that would give me respect, it would be yeah. you, since I ruled your people yeah. at one point." And so was it Zeb, and he was like, "Is that true?" And she's like, "Unfortunately, yeah. yes." So yeah. It. It did um, yeah. Uh, Josh, what is your number two? Well, um, I'm I'm trying to pick ones that I know that I feel like you guys aren't going to pick so we can, you know, so we're not all like, we all love Twin Sons. We all love the Mando <laughs> ones. So I'm always really, uh, I I feel like if you look at this one on paper, it feels like one of the, one that a naysayer could say is a, Dave Filoni throwaway episode, filler episode of sorts. How okay. dare you? So I'm Shh. saying people say things like that. Um, the Last Battle. Okay. Because uh, it doesn't really do a whole lot for the greater story, but I love like the real life accounts of like, you know, the the Japanese soldier who was like in the woods in the, in the wilderness and didn't realize that Japan had lost the war and was still fighting for like 15 years after like that kind of stuff is, is cool to me, like interesting to me. So this is like the star Wars version of that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I I like it. There was some really great stuff with Rex too. And he talks Mm -hmm. about how he, you know how hard that was dealing with the clone wars and i think he even says like now that it's over we don't really have any purpose we were made to do this and it's kind of unfinished and ezra goes into like he nails it right at the end of the episode which it's odd that kanan and rex never really came to this conclusion but he's like well uh the republic didn't win right no we lost well, the Separatists didn't win, right? No, we lost too. Well, who won? 
uh, the Empire? Well, like, yeah, see, you both got duped. Like, it's not you against you. Mm-hmm. And then they were both like, oh, yeah, it's actually us against them. Uh, and them being Palpatine and his people. But uh, apparently Ezra figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I, I love, too. Part of it, um, it's not on my list, and I don't think it's on your guys' list. I could be wrong, but the the actual the Ghosts of Geonosis part one and part two with Saw, click where clack. where Click Clack is basically using the droids to kind of protect, um, I get what it was him the, the last egg, egg right? It was the, the, the last, last egg species, and you've got Saw who's just still stuck he was in ready this to do a genocide. Yeah. Um, you know, he's still stuck back in the clone wars with the separatists and, and everything that's going on. And, um, you know, you got click clack and one egg and this lone dude there protecting guys. I've seen rogue one. I mean, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, well, and, and Rex talks about it, right? He talks about, well, you know, he, we fought with him and his, his, his Stila didn't make it and he kind of went. Off the deep end, I guess he he went a little uh, went a little rogue in his his methods, and um, but no, you're right. Like it's you know it's the Republic, it's the Separatists. They're fighting against each other. Here comes this third faction, which is the Empire that nobody ever saw coming, which rose up out of the Republic, and like here's this guy who's still stuck in that time, and and even though you know he he hates the bugs, he hates the the droids, and but here's the bug using the droids to try to to just he was working with what he had on that planet. Cause everybody else well, had been wiped out. Saw is also like an illustration of if you're like so far the opposite of what you're fighting, like you'll just become another version of that thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just combating killing with killing is just, it leaves everyone dead. You know, you can't do that. It doesn't work that way. And, and that's why, saw's way never works in the end you know he he has a point like you you can't talk your way out of it necessarily but um you can't just destroy everything and kill everyone which is sort of what saw wants to do too so um Mm -hmm. you know he's he's down to do torturing and and all those kinds of things which they establish in this show too this kid's show that we're talking about um but (laughs) yeah saw uh he had a tough go of it. He saw some things, and um, it sort of made him turn into a war criminal. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Who did we leave? Well, that was uh, Josh is number two, right? So let's yep. go back to Kyle for number three. Well, What's your third choice. We've mentioned it a bunch of times. It's right there, but I'm going to say Twin Sons. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Darth Maul guy. I'm on record with that, I think. And I don't want to sound like we make fun of somebody else for saying like every single character is their favorite character, but I also really like Obi-Wan. Uh, and this final confrontation between these two is excellent and then we get some some good like bigger picture exposition of about um the message that the holocron was giving and and ezra interprets it to say that obi-wan is is going to save us um but it's another thing Mm -hmm. where the prophecies and the what the force wants you to do it's 
it can be misinterpreted uh, because obviously I think it was Luke was is the savior is the new hope um, on mm-hmm. the planet with two sons, not Obi Wan. Um, and and Obi Wan has a funny line there with uh, where he's like Ezra's like, well, I'm here. The holocron sent us. You're gonna save us uh, from the Sith. And Obi Wan's like, well, it's the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, classic, just like, well, I never knew I owned a droid, which also not true, but, um, and then of course there's the actual duel itself, which is great. And I think I've seen people say that it's like short and nothing really happens, but I think that's like part of what makes it great. These people, these two have hated each other for so long and this has been building for like decades in universe so Mm -hmm. uh it makes perfect sense that one darth maul is just so full of rage that he's just gonna lash out and go for it and do his exact thing that he always does which is just swinging and kicking and it also stands to reason that obi-wan has been sitting with it and thinking about it and um is fully prepared and comes out on top and then of course uh, still does the compassionate thing and his enemy dies in his arms and he, he shows him that compassion in his last moments. And, and, uh, there's that great exchange between them where Darth Maul is, uh, telling him like, you know, we were, we were all taken advantage of by Sidious and, and tell me that someone's going to avenge us. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, there's another one. And I think he's going to, He's going to take care of it. Uh, it's just so good. Yes, it's him, top um, tier Star Wars. Yeah, because he's he's sitting there. He's like, why would you come here? Why would you come to this place? And he says, is it for something? Someone. And then he pauses and he's like, no, someone. And then and Obi-Wan's not even saying anything. He's just sitting there holding him. And he's like, he goes, T- his quote is, tell me, is it the chosen one? And Obi just says, he is. And then he said, he will avenge us. Mm-hmm. And he says, us, not just me, us, because Maul and Kenobi were both put into that position mm-hmm. uh, by Sidious and Palpatine. And, and they were thrust into this unfortunate um, destiny, I guess, uh, and, and journey. And it's just nice for them to kind of, I don't want to say share that moment or have that embrace. And, and he go, and that's what he says to Ezra. He's like, what do you, well, what do you hope to find? And he says, hope. Maul tells him hope, which is a little odd coming from Maul. But I think that's his thing. He's like, Maul just wanted an end to it in some way, shape, or form, whether he was on top or somebody else would avenge him or, or be on his side for a change. Well, and and I think that's what he was looking for. Maul is experiencing the same thing as Obi-Wan and Ahsoka and Kanan. Like, he was manipulated by this person who was supposed to be have their best interest at heart or be working towards the same goal uh you know ostensibly Mm -hmm. and then they got the rug pulled out from under them and a bunch of their people were killed and their lives were ruined and uh you know the exact same thing happened to maul the same thing happened to dooku he just got his head cut off in the process the same thing happened to anakin and you know he ended up a shell more machine than man you know and uh but darth maul because he 
at from childhood was like raised by a Sith uh, and to embrace the dark side, he deals with it with like anger and rage and he lashes out. And that's why he's focused on getting back at Kenobi and, and the Jedi they're trained, um, you know, to have be more compassionate and peaceful and these things. And so they deal with it in a different way um, by trying to, you know, have some greater good, but ultimately they have the same enemy. They just can't mm-hmm. deal with it in the same way. Darth Maul is such a sad, sad figure, I think. Like, on paper, he's a bad guy. It's, like, easy to see red lightsaber bad guy, but he's, like, a product of just a tortured existence. It's complex. Yeah. Yeah. He is a tragic tale, I guess you could say. Like, just his story, so. We got all of that from the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he's he's a character that has spanned a significant amount of time in the Star Wars universe, from Phantom Menace through Clone Wars through Rebels through Solo. Yeah, he, right? he went from I mean, the Phantom is, Menace, he almost made it to A New Hope. I mean, he died in Twin yeah. Suns, and we're talking a couple years before A New Hope. He was really, really close, and that's like... Who else made it that far? Mm-hmm. Yoda and Obi Wan and Palpatine Kenobi and not and too many other people. Bail, Bail Organa, <laughs> yeah, ba- Bail, <laughs> Bail yeah. Organa. And he didn't make it too far into a New Hope in his own right. <laughs> uh, also true. <laughs> Forgot about that yeah. part, but yes, you're right. Um, Josh, what's your third uh, top three? Mm, I forgot. I still had one to give. Um, <laughs> Man, okay, so we already talked about Twin Sons. We already talked about the Mando duology, since they're a duology to fit Kyle's You needs. had the Hera's Heroes was one Don't of yours. Me. Yep. <clears throat> um, hmm. Let's give some love to Click Clack. Very nice. That's a good, yeah, good one. Yeah, I, I like that whole... Um, it's I, I I like that they bring Saw back and they they kind of it's like uh, you know Ezra really sees like what the rebellion is about and kind of just guides his moral compass even more mm-hmm. and uh, I I like when uh, I like when our heroes are show compassion for uh, non humans mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's I you know I much love to click clack. I'm he's one of my uh, favorite side tier, not really important characters. I, if there's you mean a click clack, if there's a click clack shirt, I'd probably buy it. Nice. Well, and there's in an earlier episode, there's a confrontation between Saw and Mon Mothma, uh, where he sends in a droid and he does like a hologram and he talks a bunch of trash. And Mon Mothma says, you know, it's not just about the results. It's about how we do it. And we're not going to torture prisoners and and kill innocents and do these things that Saw Gerrera does. And I think, like, to hear her say, like, we're going to take the high road is one thing. And it's like, yeah, well, easy to say, but can you really win a war if you don't get your hands dirty? But then in Ghost of Geonosis, when Saw Gerrera is right there in front of you saying yeah, I know there's only one of them and he's not doing anything to us and he's just trying to save the last egg of this entire species. Uh, let's murder them. 
Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. easier yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, that is too far. <laughs> like, you, she was right. <laughs> right. You do have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. He was basically calling Mon Mothma out for being soft and not going to the extremes because he knows the Imperials will. Yeah. And he, I think he there's knows times that they're not where afraid to do that. You can say, like, ah, oh, you need to be more, you know, like in, in Rogue One, where Jin and. And her people are like, no, we got to go get these plans. And they're like, no, we got to be more conservative. We can't just engage in open war. Uh, that's one of those times where you're like, okay, we got to be, you know, where's Saw Gerrera to be like, hey, we got to go do this. We got to, you know, take a mm-hmm. chance. But, you know. Yeah. Yep. It's a good choice, Josh. I, that that two-part one was one that I liked. Um, you know, there was a lot of good stuff out of that one. I think... Um, you know, my, my top, I mean, I'm going to give some credit to double agent droid just because I love some AP five. That was one of my top three. So, um, he was, um, just entertaining and it's funny because it's what wedge Antilles chopper as the fake Imperial and then AP five in a ship. And from the very beginning, um, yeah, Zeb and, um, Zeb and Ezra are making fun of Wedge because he's going on this mission. And then once Wedge gets out there, he finally understands why he got the mission because <laughs> yeah. nobody wanted to go Those with these two. And um, was it AP5's like giving him analysis stuff? And he says, oh, Lieutenant Antilles, you are mistaking my attention to detail for an attack on your obviously tra- obviously fragile ego. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God. AP5, no um, savage. Yeah, he he says, you know, I you know I do more than make calculations. All you do is make other people miserable. <laughs> Rude. He and this, I mean, this was basically where he he knows something's wrong with Chopper in the end of it because it's his friend. Like it's it's that love hate relationship that that AP five and Chopper have. But even AP five knows, hey. This isn't normal Chopper. He's apologizing for things. He's doing nice things something is wrong and he tried to tell everybody and nobody believed him. It's, it was almost like the story of the boy who cried wolf, but he only did it one time and nobody believed him. He didn't do it multiple times. Um, I think that means you know, it's really and then, not uh, like that story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but then he gets, he gets jettisoned into space and we have that beautiful scene with AP five just floating in space. And he's like, this is awesome. It's so peaceful. Yeah, he was ready to just it's so quiet. And he and starts and- singing and <laughs> He starts singing in these little, I don't even know what they were. They weren't pergils. They're like little floating space fish start flying around him. And he's like, oh, this is amazing. And then everybody realized he was gone and they fly the ship back to pick him up. And he's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Cause he just wanted to stay out there. So, um, I love some AP five. Um, he's always, I'm going to make a confession. Mm -hmm. I think AP five is just fine. Like I know a lot of people think he's so awesome. (laughs) And I think he's just fine. Again, I, I like it because I, I get the the whole Alan Rickman yeah, like definitely vibe like it. from it. Yeah. But but yeah, it, it, it's uh, he's. I think it's just his delivery as like a, a straight man in a comedy duo is is hilarious. So, um, I think that was that was one of my top ones. Um, and then I probably the two most uh the two biggest ones on here zero hour part one and two and steps into shadows part one and two and just that intro with ezra a darker ezra he's using the sith holocron to gain knowledge gain power 
to try to advance his training to be better so that um, something like what happened to Ahsoka and Kanan won't happen again. And it's said in that first episode that he harbors a lot of guilt of what happened there. He blames it on himself. Um, and, and that's why I think he's trying to be a better Jedi. And he, he's basically trying to say, I can't fail again. So you see him kind of going down this darker path to try to gain that knowledge. And that's not, not the right way to go about it. Um, and, and, you know, we meet the Bendu in this first episode, uh, cause Kanan follows the voice out into the, the, I don't even do desert yeah. with weird trees. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he follows this voice out there and he, he first meets the Bendu where you, you get the, um, he calls him a force wielder and he even laughs. He's like wielder. He's like, no, he's like the Jedi and the Sith wield the Ashla and the Bogan. He said the light and the dark. I'm the one in the middle the Bendu, which is basically, I don't wield anything. I'm just a living embodiment of the force. I do whatever I want. I'm good and bad. I'm a teacher. I'm here to, to teach you if you want to listen. Um, but you also get this, um, he, he talks about the Sith holocron and he gives him the Sith holocron. And he says, um, an object cannot make you good or evil. The temptation for power, knowledge, even the desire to do good can lead some down that path, but only you can change yourself. And when they're talking about Ezra and you see Ezra trying to use this Sith holocron, it's basically like, well, yeah, he's, he's getting some knowledge. He's getting some insight, but ultimately he is making the wrong decisions himself on how to handle these things and going down the dark path. He is choosing to go down the dark path. And that's where Kanan kind of reappears to help Ezra. Um, I think at the end of that one, um, and he realizes, okay, he's back. He's, he's done or he's done meditating or whatever he needed to do. And he's back to like help instruct Ezra and help move him along. Yeah, I think I mentioned so, this in our last episode, but Ezra gets some of the best, like dealing with the dark side and overcoming it during his training of, of any of the Jedi Padawans we get to see. Um, it's really mm-hmm. good. And I think it, it makes sense because there's no way realistically um, if you're learning to be a Jedi, that that wouldn't be part of it. Dealing with those temptations and those kind of negative emotions that are associated with the dark side. Um, of course I would be part of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, they always yeah. say that it's always part of it and you, you'll always be dealing with it and you'll always be fighting against those temptations, but we don't always see it in practice. And Ezra does a lot. He kind of uses the dark yeah. side a few times um, and does some pretty gnarly things, but naughty, naughty. I mean, he turned, yeah. he turned the ATST in that first episode on his own troops and then walked to the ATST off the yeah, ledge, made it suicide. And, itself. and was it, yeah. What, uh, was it Sabine that asked him? She's like, when did Kanan teach you that? And he says he didn't. And it was like awkward. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just basically messed up all those troops. But, um, yeah, there, there's huge character development for Ezra uh, just in the first two episodes of this alone, and then you get more of it as you move down um, in this series, especially, Kyle, to the one you were talking about with um, uh, Visions and Voices, where Maul basically left him there after Kanan and Sabine got possessed, and he has to figure the puzzle out himself to try to get out of it, right, without you know, dying himself or being captured himself. So um, he's faced with a lot of those challenges in, in this season. Um, 
the last one was zero hour part one and two that, I mean, like I said, that's a, a movie in and of itself where Thrawn, you see Thrawn kind of achieving his full master plan and his attack on the rebels at this point. Um, you know, in his conversation, I think with, uh, with, um, Tarkin, he's real yeah, smooth he's, figuring he's, out where their base is too. Um, which is, yeah, cause um, we're, you know, we're introducing, a huge portion of the Star Wars fandom to Thrawn in this series and this season. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a good display of like kind of how his mind works. In addition to his earlier conversation that you talked about where he uh, explains how to know your enemy, you got to know not just their fighting tactics, but how they live and their art and their mm-hmm. uh, civilization and all those kinds of things, which is very true to, uh, his character that we know from the novels. Yeah. I mean, he figures out their plan and basically sets up his counterattack and he tells Tarkin, he said, and this is in our intro. It's the, everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. He goes, I'm counting on it. And he, he, he pretty much knows he's like, it's a 99.9% guarantee. This is what's going to happen. Well, the, cause and, uh, all the rebels really had was that they were hiding, you know, he couldn't <clears> find them. Yeah. Once, once yeah. the Empire knows where the rebels are, they can't actually fight the entire Imperial Navy, you know? No, he, know, he knows they're undersized, they're scattered in cells around the galaxy, so he's not only going to get, you know, these rebels, but if he can, he can draw others out. Because in the earlier episode, I think, um, they come to rescue, forget what, it, the Y-Wing episode. When they get the Y-Wings out, they realize there's no hyperdrives. So, Sato shows up with two other ships and Thrawn's uh, price calls Thrawn. She's like, Oh, the rebel fleet is here. And she, he's like, how many ships did they bring? And he's like, she's like three. He's like, that's not the rebel fleet. He's like, break off your attack and then fall out. He's like, cause he's not even going to waste his time. Yeah. He's like, Nope, that's not it. He's like, that's not what we're after. And he wants the, the whole enchilada as they would well, yeah, say. I, so I'm, this is going to lead into season four, but Thrawn's problem is never knowing what to do. It's getting everyone else to trust him and do what he says. Like if they would have invested in the (laughs) TIE fighter program that he was pushing the whole time instead of the death star, uh, the rebels would have never won. It would have been absolutely impossible. But again, just uh, people not following his plans. Well, and in, in, in part one of this Constantine, uh, one of his, his, at generals, admirals, whatever, in charge of one of the cruisers. Like he sees the aircraft, Sato's aircraft carrier going, trying to escape. So he breaks off his position to go attack him. And cause he says, I want the glory for the kill. And that's when Sato basically does a hard left and rams the aircraft carrier into, uh, Constantine's ship and destroys it. And that's where Thrawn's like, dude, all you had to do was listen to me. What are you doing? And you messed it up. And that gave that gave Ezra the hole. Yeah, that gave Ezra the hole to get out, which got him over to Sabine to bring in the Mandalorians to help win the fight in the end. So um, but it, you know, uh it was like a movie. I mean, they're they're suspenseful, the music is great, the action is great. Um, you know, they're like it's like an hour long for for the two parters. They're fun to they're fun to watch. So what um you guys have any favorite moments or favorite quotes from uh, any of the episodes in season three? 
I love Sabine training with the Darksaber and all that stuff with her and Kanan and, and Kanan is still not confident as a, um, I guess, master, an instructor, a teacher. Um, and he's mm-hmm. a little bit nervous about Sabine. Um, and there's some great stuff with Hera trying to like pump him up like, hey, you got to let her fight. You're never going to hurt her as bad as she's already been hurt and all these things. Um, uh, it's really, really good. Um, Kanan says this. I, I wrote this down because it's relevant to what we saw in Book of Boba Fett, where he's trying to wield the Darksaber. Uh, I may have already read this exact quote before, but uh, Kanan tells her when she first lights up the dark saber, he's explaining to her how it works. And he says, you're not fighting with a simple blade as much as you're directing a current of power, your thoughts, your actions, they become energy. They flow through the crystal as well and become part of the blade. Um, and, and how your intent and your attitude and, and, um, you know, it's all going to be part of how well you can wield that blade and how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, just very, very cool. It's good stuff. And he gives her a quick yeah. lesson about, uh, uh, the Mandalorians lost the war with the Jedi, um, when she's trying to use her little <laughs> tricks and be cute with him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember we were all like really excited when he said that, cause it was like a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that something being canon or some version of of the Mandalorian Wars being canon, which right. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Josh, what about you? Any uh, favorite moments, favorite quotes from season three? I'm not real great with the quotes. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the whole the reason I said Hera's Heroes was my favorite. I mean, that like I said, that whole interaction between Thrawn and Hera with the Calicori is pretty high up there. Um, and I like, uh, like the stuff that, the stuff that immediately came to mind for me was all the stuff that Kyle's already written on in his notes. <laughs> um, and I'll just, I'll just mirror what Kyle said about how, like, I love that the, that whole dark saber sequence with Sabine has now been like echoed in the man and, the uh, well, I guess in book of Boba Fett, not in the Mandalorian. By the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. So. By the Mandalorian in the book of Boba Fett. But yes. Um, yeah, no, that was, um. And you're right. I think, uh, Kyle, you love all the Hondo yeah, stuff. Yeah, anything by it's Hondo. And that, that last duel with Obi-Wan and, and um, uh, uh, Maul, we already talked about a little bit. And um, Obi-Wan says to him during that, because uh, they're having a little back and forth, of course, Darth mm-hmm. Maul always has something to say. Uh, he and Hondo have some of the they turn a phrase better than almost anybody in the star Wars universe. But Obi-Wan says to him, if you define yourself by your power to take a life, a desire to dominate, to possess, then you have nothing. Um, because he's like, why are you living like a rat in the, in the desert, in the squalor? Like you were, you were the top of the top. You were a Jedi master. You sat on the Jedi council. Uh, you were a general leading a war. You survived order 66. And here you are in, you know your dirty old robes in a in a in a hut in a bum rock you know he's you know there's there's more to life than the things you can have Mm -hmm. and the people you can control which is you know solid point by obi-wan yeah who would have known after watching phantom menace that he would become such a chatty cat yeah he really uh (laughs) slow played that one didn't he came out of his shell (laughs) 
Uh, He was very focused in the moment during that movie. He was like, I got to take care of two Jedi. I can't talk. I got things to do. So I got one last quote um, um, written down and then I have no more notes for this season three. Um, The last one I have is in that episode we were talking about with um, the tactical droid where they were fighting the last battle of the clone wars and um rex gets real snappy with with ezra about something and he he's getting all uptight because he sees these droids and he knows that the tactical droids are formidable and it kind of puts him in this mode that he's been out of for a long time and um kanan says to ezra battles leave scars some you can't see and uh that's true they're obi-wan mm-hmm. or not obi-wan cheese well obi-wan is too but rex is carrying a lot of weight uh he saw a lot of stuff he lost a lot of friends he lost almost all of his friends with the exception of like four i think or three mm-hmm. uh yeah four we'll count obi-wan even though he like never what? sees him he it's alive yeah uh but yeah and he he lost this war somehow even though he was like kind of on the winning side for most of it and the, i yeah, things are tough. Yeah, he's he's got Wolf and Gregor left because I mean he had Ahsoka, but then we lost Ahsoka yeah, at the end of season two. Back, so yeah. it was like now he's got two people left. So, um, yeah, I think my uh, anything with with the Bendu stuff is great. I Tom Baker did a great job with that character. Um, Tom Baker's known for Doctor Who and, and a famous British actor, but it does a great job with the Bendu in this. Just a cool character. Um, and then any time Thrawn is addressing the Rebels team, I think in the very beginning when he does like a hollow into their ship or something, he says, this um, this uh, rebellion mm. ends today. He was just little basically like, whatever you're thing, doing, this yeah. little thing you're doing is done. And he just, he's Poo-poo such a cool it. villain. <laughs> And he just dismisses it as like a flea uh, under his skin. And he he just kind of brushes them off. That reminds me, and this is going to be 100% off topic. I meant to say it when we were doing news in the opening and we got something else. But uh, (laughs) I saw a photo, a bunch of the Clone Wars. This is going to get relevant, I promise you. A bunch of the Clone Wars people were all appearing together at a convention this past weekend and um i think it was james sam and jt yeah i think he posted it ashley uh but there was a photo with all those guys plus tom kane was there um so he I, i he wasn't at the convention but i guess he lived whatever in whatever city they were in or near it and they got to visit him and the the cast all took a, yeah. a photo together. So it was good to see him uh, interacting with his friends and up and, and being social and, and doing okay. So, yeah. That is great. Gotcha. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I had just a couple quotes that I got out of this season that I absolutely loved. One of them was Hondo's from the Wakanthu job, um, where he says, says some of the... Tr- some of the truth, yeah, speaking of your turn of phrase, right? He says, uh, some of the truth is better than none of the truth, which is what you used to get. So don't try and tell me I've not grown. That's legit. <laughs> he, did, That's legit. he did. That He's like, all right, I'll tell you part. some of it now. Um, and he makes a there point. There was that one. Yeah. Uh, what does he say at the end? He says, um, friendship is the greatest treasure. And Ezra asks him, you mean that? And he said, mostly. mostly. 
<laughs> Mostly, and I what think the Melch just kind of like chases after him after that. Yeah, um, and then I think probably my favorite one um, in this season was when uh, Bendu's kind of discussing the spiders with Kanan um, about seeing them, and he he you know, he's walking them straight out from him and he's like, Oh, can you hear them? Yeah, I can hear him. Can you feel them? Yeah, I can feel their feet on the ground. And, and, um, you know, he says the spiders see you as fear, grief, and anger, which is why they want to attack you because they're, they're scared for themselves. And he, he tells Kane and he says, your connection to the force allows you to see in ways others cannot. If you can see yourself, you will never truly be blind. Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight. And I, I, I love that he great, always calls him Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight. Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight. Yeah, and I I think that's a great, uh, I don't know, what do you want to say, like introspection on ourselves? Like, if you can always see yourself, right, then you're, 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 you're kind of, um, I don't want to say, you're, you're like, um, not, bl- I, I guess you're not blind to the way that things are. Like, you, you, you see yourself, you present yourself in a, a great way that that is um you are who you are right? i guess is a better simple way to put it right and like be proud of who you Gotta are own it. um don't let other things don't let other things influence who you are and and your feelings and your energy which is what kanan is doing his fear his anger his grief at uh what happened with ahsoka what's going on with ezra those are le- leading him to be something he is not and that's why the spiders fear him. And I think if we kind of take that lesson and to ourselves and we go, hey, we can not let those things overcome us. Yeah, then he's dwelling on all, all that better negativity, on all those negative emotions, mm-hmm. which is, again, a path to the dark side, you know, fear, anger. Um, mm-hmm. And you got to let that stuff go. It's what's riling up the spiders, which is just like a manifestation of anything else. You know, it's mental health. It's the dark side. It's the spiders. It's... Uh, you can't live your life focused on those things that are eating you up from the inside. You know, you got to find a way to move on and, and accept it for what it is and uh, find a more, you know, natural, even keeled way of, of, of existing. And Kanan did that. Yep. And uh, then we get into season four which i don't know that i'm ready for because then we get the fully actualized (laughs) kanan jarris uh and it's Mm. just so heartbreaking i've seen yeah Yeah. we don't we i mean we can talk about it next week but (laughs) never gets any yeah we got a lot to talk about we got a lot to talk about next week and uh Mm. since kyle's notes are up for this week that means it's a a good time to Wrap this up, people. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed... Star Wars Rebels season three recap rewatch whatever you want to call it. Um, we love Rebels here. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's it's just a cool show. Yeah, um, we hope you guys have enjoyed that. Um, like I said, we've got season four coming at you next week, and we're gonna it's dive into celebration. celebration. It's all celebration, celebration from, from here on out. So 
Um, we'll still deliver news and notes as we get it in. Um, you know, keep your eyes on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Outer Rim Beacon. And if something comes along, we'll pass it along there. Um, you can uh, email us, OuterRimBeacon at gmail.com. If people still email out there, we don't snail mail, we don't email, we just DM. I'm not getting out my home address. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, if, I'll uh, give it out. if you would like to follow. <laughs> yeah. If you would like to follow me, um, you can follow me on Twitter at I am the Ben Two. Where can they find you guys at? Where's Kyle's home address? Uh, <laughs> One. He on, well, he two, lives on Main Street. Three. <laughs> Main Street downtown. Uh, Every town USA. Yeah. Right above the corner yeah. bar. One two three Main Street. See you there. Uh, this is Josh. I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. This is Kyle. I am KB underscore legend on Instagram and Twitter and Venmo. You want to send me a dollar? Woo Dollars that up. More man. than a dollar if you want to know my um. address. Um, everybody, the weather's getting nicer, so get outside and enjoy it. Um, it was beautiful the other day, so um, enjoy and uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you in celebration here in a couple weeks. So get ready. It's coming. As always, may the force be with you. But make it profitable. Celebrate good times. Come on. You and McGregor. <laughs> 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 Good outro. Good outro. Uh, Take care, y'all.